They epitomize what sex and drugs and rock and roll is all about. We don't really give a fuck about rules, we just really care about music, and that's the most important thing. Please welcome Nikki Six, Mick Mars, Tommy Lee, Vince Neil. I think we're all just excited to go out and just make rock and roll music and make it as loud and crazy as ever. This one's for the fans. Motors wanted it to happen, the record company wanted it to happen, the agents wanted it to happen, and we now believe the fans wanted it to happen. We just had one problem. We needed a band. I mean, we've been pelted by promoters. To me, I guess that's a pretty good sign of what it takes to, to go do this again. That, that, that basically means that's what everybody wants us to, uh, to go do. We kept hearing that, and we kept getting information back. It was going on all around the world, and we started talking, and then we wrote some songs. And we kept it all real quiet because we just wanted to make sure that it was as it was good, as good as we want it to be. Mick, how are you feeling, dude? Are you going to up for all this? I'm going to kick your fucking ass, I'll tell you. We got together to make music, and uh, this band's about as dysfunctional as they get. So I'm, I'm pretty amazed that we're actually sitting here right now. But we're laughing and we're having a good time, and you know what? Fuck it, who knows, man? We're just ready to, to go out and rock. We want to play some songs for everybody and uh, show that, you know, we're still Motley. We still rock. We're meeting with some very, very crazy people right now. They're all as crazy as us. I can just pretty much guarantee you when you get all these people in the same room, there's gonna be some fucked up shit that's gonna happen. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Welcome to another episode of the Slam Fest podcast, where we bring the premier rock concert pre-gaming experience from the parking lot to the podcasting airwaves. I'm Brad. So there has been a glaring omission through 111 episodes of this podcast. And I realize not all of those are from my historic concert chronology, but most of them are. And there is a big, big 80s band missing <laughs> that I have not covered up until now. This episode is going to revolve around the Motley Crue show I saw on February 25th, 2005 at the Palace of Auburn Hills, Auburn Hills, Michigan. And to help me recap this show and discuss Motley Crue, Motley Crue mega fan, Craig. Craig, welcome <laughs> back. <laughs> welcome back to the well, show. There man. should be maybe a disclaimer because I... I yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. That's your, uh, <laughs> that's your, uh, that was your bag back in the day, though, for sure. Oh, yeah. I was all in. <laughs> and we will get into that. So, yeah. So, this was 2005. So, this was a reunion tour of the original members. Uh, Tommy Lee left the band in 99. They brought in Randy Castillo to record that new tattoo album from 2000. And then they brought that. Who was that? Samantha Maloney. They had that uh, chick drummer, I think, did some touring with them uh, in the early 2000s. And then he got back together with them. And so they released this 
compilation called Red, White, and Crew, which great name. And the tour was called Better Live Than Dead. But what's odd is as this tour went along and maybe they didn't know how big it was going to be or successful because then it turned into the Carnival of Sins tour. The concert event everyone is talking about. Vince Neil, Tommy Lee, Nikki Six, Nick Mars, The Crews. Motley Crews, all the original members. The Carnival of Sins tour. Coming to a city near you. Motley Crew. Go to AOLCityGuide.com now for advanced tickets to the Carnival of Sins tour. Motley Crew. So it's got like a couple different names and, but the one I saw was just this better live than dead. And then it kind of turned into this carnival of sins tour. As the, yeah. Same show. Yeah. Same show. So there's a, there's a DVD out from the grand rapids show actually, which was probably a couple months after I saw them in Detroit and it's the same show. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, so they just, uh, I don't know decided to get creative with the name and called it the carnival of sins tour so as we do on all the episodes we'll get into the backgrounds with the band on the bill and so back when you were on here for the first time craig you went through your history a little bit i threw some questions at you and i think motley crew came up <laughs> in oh, some yeah. of those questions but maybe go back and how did you do you recall how you got into them it sound like a broken record, but I keep saying Jeff Jelinek. He had uh, he had it on vinyl, and uh, you know the black pentagram. Shout at the devil is what he had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and he had that gray stereo and just blasted it. And I was looking, you know, at the pictures. And I was like, whoa, I got to get this. You know, it sounded great. You know, they looked not much older than I was, and uh, you know, they were. Yeah, it was something that. Uh, Hadn't seen in a while. Yeah, yeah. It was almost, it was like Kiss of for the 80s. Yeah, totally. That's what I, <laughs> you know, you kind of feel like it, you know. It's like, okay, they had the, they had Kiss, and this is kind of like, at least we shouted the devil, you know, it felt like that. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And, yeah, that's the first thing I remember Matt had, Shout at the Devil on vinyl, and just remember staring at the gatefold, you know, of those four images, all the fire and... <laughs> And all that stuff. And I remember him dubbing it. He dubbed it for me. Heck and yeah. Craig, Craig, this is a weird memory. But I remember the Arrowhead house. And I was playing a board game with my mom. So this must have been 83, right? So I was, you know, 11 or, or 12. And we were listening to this album. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing not too closely. Isn't that funny? I mean, my God, I can still, I can remember just the, in the beginning, shout out the devil. And I can remember like playing, I don't even know what we were playing, but that's, that's a weird, it's a really weird memory that I have and how she even allowed that to happen. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> and then, you know, looks that kill got heavy rotation for a while. Oh my gosh. That video. Yeah. It's ingrained yeah. in my memory yeah. for sure. Yeah. They looked so cool. Yeah. They it just looked did. exciting, you know, it, <laughs> yeah. It was a, you know, 13, 14-year-old kid. I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, going through the 80s, Craig, it is, it's a little odd, but I never owned, never owned anything. I never went out and bought 
Theater of Pain, Girls, Girls, Girls. I don't think I even bought Doctor Feelgood. So it was it was kind of I was I was experiencing them through the hits, right? Kind of the radio <laughs> and videos and all that stuff. And like I mentioned at the top, I, <laughs> I never saw them. I mean, the closest I came so in 1990 on the Feel Good tour, they hit Omaha twice actually on that tour on Feel Good. And yeah. Yeah, and March March 4th of 90, my girlfriend at the time, her sister and her boyfriend went. And I feel like they were talking to us about going, and I, I had no idea why I didn't uh, pull the trigger on it, because that was a big, big tour, and it would have been it would have been cool to see for sure. Came around twice to Omaha. That's... So they came back in the summer, and get this, Craig, it was supposed to be at Rosenblatt. Oh wow! <laughs> Which I don't know. If, I don't know if Rosenblatt had had shows for for people listening that don't know what Rosenblatt is. It's the it's the old the original stadium that was used in yeah, Omaha for the World College Series. World Series. Yeah. yeah, and again, Omaha has a has a farm team for the Royals, and they played there too. But at the last minute, I looked up. I have access to uh, you know vintage Omaha World Herald articles and i looked it up and they moved it inside back to the civic due to technical demands uh by the band but i i almost want to say it's volume i mean you've been to rosenblatt it's just in a yeah, neighborhood it's a man. neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> so i'm not sure that would have worked out 20 bucks to park well. in my yard dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah the heading the headline of this article said change of venue saves south omaha ears <laughs> Which I thought was I thought was funny. So, and then you know after Feel Good, you know they put out Decade of Decadence, that compilation that had some new stuff on it, and then I lost track of them completely. So you know when John Karabi joined in the mid '90s, and they put out that self-titled, then they got back together and put out Generation Swine in 1997, which was their you know shot at kind of doing something alternative, uh, and yeah. yeah. And then 2000, New Tattoo came out. I actually, I remember that Hell on High Heels song being on the radio up here in Michigan. I remember hearing that. Okay. Uh, the local Lansing station. I liked it. But, you know, other than that, yeah, I uh, I kind of had lost track. And again, I was I was just more of a hits guy with Motley. Just the way it, uh, just kind of the way it shook out. So Craig saw Motley open for Ozzy. So we talked about that on the uh, on that original episode that you were on, and but we didn't talk about the show. We didn't get into details really of it. But here is the set list, and we've add we added a couple songs from what set list FM showed. But this yeah, is what I, I'm I'm sure they played <laughs> bastard ten seconds to love and ended with Galter. Yeah. yeah, and actually, I I uh, I found the review, Craig, of that show. Did you? And I mean, I'll read a couple of yeah, yeah I'll read a couple of things. But here, so the set list as we believe it to be: "Shout at the Devil," "Bastard," "Take Me to the Top," Ten Seconds to Love," "Knock 'Em Dead Kid," "Too Young to Fall in Love," "Red Hot," "Piece of Your Action," "Looks That Kill," "Live Wire," and closed with "Helter Skelter." That's so. Yeah, so the review, now there's a big section here on Ozzy, and I'm not going to read that because this is a Motley episode. But I'll, say, I'll send the review to you, Craig. Yeah, Wills. do. 
you'll get a kick out of it. So here, here's what they had to say about Motley. So Motley Crue, though, tried to keep the energy up during its short set and turned out to be among the best received opening acts I've seen. So whoever this reviewer was. Dressed like Kiss rejects. <laughs> the, ba- the band certainly sounds better live than on vinyl, which I thought was interesting. Still, the band is almost aggressively stupid and sexist, with lead singer Vince Neil trying to whip up the same kind of blonde machismo as David Lee Roth, which was interesting comparison. Their own songs are inspired. The encore was a butchered version of Helter Skelter that owed more to Charles Manson than to the Beatles. <laughs> okay. To provide okay. balance, Mike Bowes of Lenox, Iowa, who has written me a couple times about heavy metal, volunteered to give his opinion on the concert, which I thought was odd for the reviewer to do this, but somebody wrote him and he dropped in this this quote from this guy. He said it was the greatest concert he has ever seen, that Osborne was 500% better than when he was at the US Festival, televised on cable TV, and that Motley Crue is better than Kiss ever was and is the best opening act he'd ever seen. Those are some bold statements in there, Craig. They are. (laughs) That's what he had to say about Motley. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting, for sure. But yeah, I'll shoot you that, that full review. So, I agree with the guy who said <laughs> it was the greatest concert he's ever seen, because I, I have it hasn't been topped for me. You know, for fourteen year old me, that was that was the greatest concert ever. I went with uh, my friend JMO and my older yep. brother. It was my birthday present that I asked for a month earlier, and uh, we were there so early, and then. Once the doors open, young kids, we had wheels and we got to the front and stayed there the whole freaking time. And I couldn't believe how, how close we were. Like, I didn't, you know, in my mind, I, for some reason, I thought we'd be way far back and we we're just there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, their set was their Their set was cool, but it was, you know, it was smaller. You know, Ozzy has a big, more expansive and then the, they started with dry ice. And I, anytime I smell that now, man, it just takes me back. Because we couldn't breathe. It was just so thick. And uh, and it was everything we hoped it would be. It was, you know, they were still, like, all leathered out. And, uh, and I, I, I became fixated on Tommy Lee just because how hard and his whole thing that he has. You know, where he's got twirls at certain spots and... God, and he's wiry. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Well, God, how do you how do you come after that?" But Ozzy's Ozzy, you know. And he had Jakey Lee. Yeah. And Bob Day. I was right in front of Bob Daisley, and uh, it was the Bark tour. And Bark is probably one of my. I don't know. I I, I never liked the song. I mean, the music on Bark at the Moon's good, but it, I didn't like the gimmicky werewolf thing. And Ozzy just, he owned that, that place. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's a hell of a double bill, especially with up and coming Motley Crue, right? Just hungry. Yeah. Because they were just starting to blow up and they, (laughs) and, and that guy was probably right. There were probably a lot of people excited to see, you know, this Motley Crue band that. Oh yeah. 
starting to develop, you know, just tons of hype and getting on all the magazines like Circus and Hit Parader. And they looked, they look cool. They look, you know, they kind of, you know, probably like Kiss did when they came out, you know, like, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. You know, people so here, Steel was a chick on the back right. of the album. Right. Right. So here, here's a blurb from the Aussie portion of that review. As evidenced in Concert Saturday, his bark is much worse than his bite. If he cultivated a horrific image to attract people, he seems to have succeeded. The concert sold out its 11,100 tickets 20 minutes before showtime, his largest audience here ever. <laughs> yeah. so, so, Craig, I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever, hmm, I'm trying to think. Well, I saw the Kiss reunion tour in there, so that was sold out. I was just trying to think of what sold, you know, what are the biggest you know audiences that i've seen at the civic and it, it yeah probably was that uh it was probably that kiss reunion tour in 96 but that place man full oh man <laughs> look out people, man. Were going, people were going nuts yeah it was, that's fantastic it was a blast man i will say one more thing for the crew concert <laughs> it was 13 dollars and something for crew and ozzy and i I had saved my money. Um, so I had like 52 bucks for merch. I came out with two t-shirts, a headband, something else, you know, your money. That would have been 52 bucks. And that I would have been one that. shirt today. What's that? <laughs> that would have been one shirt today. Oh, I know. And I still have <laughs> one of the shirts. It's like, yeah. this, I, I never wore it. Cause I wasn't like a sleeveless guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I still have it somewhere in one of my drawers and it's like paper thin and probably fits like a 12 year old. Yeah. You know? that's, but that's it's authentic, awesome. man. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So I bought three shirts cause I had, i also bought an Aussie for president shirt and that was sleeveless too. And I, I don't really wear sleeveless that much. So did you wear one of them to school? school? Yeah. You oh, couldn't yeah. wear the it to school. Of, the, right? shout of, the red shout at the devil one. <laughs> had the, I think it had some handcuffs on it. Oh yeah. Back it was those profile of uh, God. I'm trying to. Yeah, I think it had like you know the back of the album. Yeah. I think it had yeah. those pictures back. There you go. Yeah. Awesome. I, I wore that. I wore that till it was a rag. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I've been. Any, anything I've been else? The dragon ever since, man. After that <laughs> first show. And then, Craig, you saw the Theater of Pain show also, correct? I did. At the Civic. Yep. September 8th of 1985, and set list for that show. So they they had in the beginning a listing. And then went into Look the Kill, I think. Yeah, So exactly. So they played that over the PA, apparently, and then went into Looks That Kill, Use It or Lose It, Shout Out the Devil, Fight for Your Rights, 10 Seconds to Love, Piece of Your Action, Home Sweet Home, Red Hot, Keep Your Eye on the Money, Louder Than Hell, Too Young to Fall in Love, Knock em Dead Kid, Live Wire, Smoking in the Boys Room, City Boy Blues, Helter Skelter, and Encore Jailhouse Rock. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that Jailhouse Rock at all? Yeah, yeah. They Didn't they put that at the end of, on Girls, Girls, Girls? I... A lot. Yeah, I think they, there's a live version or something on there. Yeah, okay. I think you're right. I think you're right. 
Yeah. So and loudness opened. Loudness opened. Yeah. And they were uh, really good. That's uh, yeah. So the, the I found the review of that show too. <laughs> in the city, in the Omaha hell. World Herald. It was yeah. louder than hell. That well, so Theater of Pain is the title of Motley's latest album and the tour that brought the heavy metal band to the city auditorium Sunday night. So it was a Sunday night, apparently. Even if you didn't like the music and it's not something to which I listened voluntarily to, the performance was great theater. The massive lighting system could have illuminated Cleveland. What the fuck? Not sure why he drops Cleveland in there. And it was used skillfully. Explosions and jet of flames punctuated several songs. The volume level was stupendous. <laughs> he used the word <laughs> stupendous. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't figure out what they were playing for their first song for like halfway through. It was just yeah. so overwhelming. So interesting. Uh, yeah, interesting review. And it, it, it gave a decent review of loudness, too. It said that they were a four piece out of Japan and. They said the crowd responded well to them, which was which was cool. Well, on the theater pain, so I, you know, after shout, you know, everybody was excited. We hit the record store the day theater came, pain came out, and it, it it just threw us, man. We were just like, you know, it was all like span, you know, light colored spandex, almost trying to. You know, Nikki Six kind of had the same outfit as Steven Tyler did in the '70s with the tails and the one. Yeah, yeah. And maybe they were trying to do an Aerosmith type record, but I don't think they had the chops or the mindset at the time. Sounds like that's when uh, things might have headed south for for Nikki, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, and yeah, it it didn't have like the the attitude or. But, you know, I enjoy it when I listen to it now. And, uh, you know, it just brings brings back memories because everybody had it and everybody yeah. was listening to it in their cars and, and whatnot. But, yeah, yeah, that show was one of the one of the loudest shows I've ever been to. And <laughs> Well, I just remember the I mean, the home sweet home video, you know, basically yeah. is uh, showing exactly what that tour was like. I mean that you know that whole thing is about setting up the stage, right? And they show yeah. them walking underneath the stage, and they have. I mean that yeah. that video. And then is, there are, is then there awesome. are ninety other bands doing the the road <laughs> road video exactly where, where they're road weary and yeah missing I home. Mean, and... Yeah, very just. I mean that video is is still fantastic. To, I mean, but it's on VH1 Classic or something. I, I'm mesmerized. I stop and watch it because it's. Oh, I do too. It's just so well done, man. So yeah, so well done. Like when when Vince and that one chick and she's just singing along, right? right? Singing the yeah, they're like singing to each other or whatever. Yeah, good stuff. And yeah, I think that might have been so. Again, that was before I went to my first show, and when they show that chick lifting her shirt up, I'm like, I gotta go to a concert. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. The Theater of Pain show, we were up front again. And that was my that was my one concert where I like second song in and I just had to take a major league. Oh, and I was no. just stuck, man. So I just always associate that with like having to take the worst pee ever. <laughs> you know, now I'd probably just like, yeah. 
Yeah, but whatever. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know uh, about the peacup back then. The peacup. Yeah. Yeah. Or the, you know, at, at some point we'll talk about the the aluminum uh, Bud Light pee bottles. That was come in handy. <laughs> yeah, totally. So are those the only times that you've seen them? Yes. Right? Okay. All right. You know, looking at that Theater of Pain set list, it's interesting just how many deep cuts, right? They only had three albums. <laughs> you know, how cool yeah. that is. Just some of those songs that haven't seen the light of day in, you know, 40 years. <laughs> yeah, I think half half the males in my class were at Theater of Pain. <laughs> Everybody yeah. was all in on the crew. Yeah, and that was yeah, it was right at the beginning of school. So eighty-five. What were and we you? All, we all came a back sophomore. Eighty-five. September yeah. of eighty-five. Yeah. Sophomore. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, we would have been freshmen, I believe. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You all came back with what? <sighs> Those red theater paint shirts. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Those. Yeah. Those I know were... Will. I know Will. We'll had one for sure. Those were all over Grand Island. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Everybody, everybody went. So yeah, I mean, hell, you uh, you saw two uh, two huge shows in Omaha for sure, with them included. The Shout one was my very first show ever. Yeah. yeah. So what you know, girls, 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 and and uh, Doctor Feelgood. I mean, do you did you buy those albums? Do you um, remember? Or did you move on? No, I had Girls, Girls, Girls. Okay. And then I, I was palling around with this guy, Kurt Willman, a yep. lot. And he, that was his album. It was always on. So I just, I was listening to it anyways, because we were riding around in his car. Um, <laughs> and then um, Dr. Feelgood came out when I was in school. And I never, I was probably too broke to, to buy anything. But I remember it. And I remember a friend had it. And I liked you know, I liked it. I just didn't own it. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, they broke up and yeah. And then it, yeah. And you were, you were in college and you were getting into some other stuff at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Were Believe those, were those back to back concerts for you or did you see something in between them? Cause I mean, those are like a year apart. Yeah. But I was only 14 and 15. <sighs> yeah. You know, you got to arrange rides and Oh yeah, get right. the okay to drop your kids off at Civic Center <laughs> with no cell phones. <laughs> right, exactly. How did we exactly. find them after? What the I hell? don't know. So moving thirty years forward, basically 20. to or twenty years, moving twenty years forward to two thousand five. <laughs> so they announced this reunion in early two thousand five, and. I was in. I don't. To be honest, I don't know if Matt had seen them either. So Matt flew up here for it and i remember i was down in columbus ohio for work and the concert was on a friday and i was down there from wednesday to friday i drove from columbus up to detroit picked matt up and then drove up to the suburbs northern suburbs auburn hills and we room gated i remember room gating for this show and actually we got some bad weather i mean it was february and a snowstorm hit <laughs> while we were in the hotel room pre-gaming. And how far I, from the venue were you? Oh, uh, a couple of minutes. 
is oh, all. Yeah. So yeah, no, no big deal. But we also, we did end up driving to the venue probably an hour before we were going to go in and we just hung out in the car, listening to music and, and having some beverages and watching the snowflakes fall. That was probably the first time had tailgated <laughs> during a snowstorm. <laughs> so, so that was, that was fun. That was good. It was a good, uh, it was a good pregame. And again, God, it'd be so funny to see what we listened to, you know, if we only had the technology. Were you just throwing CDs into the player? I think we were just throwing CDs into the player. Yeah. Yeah. On the next the next episode, Craig, is when technology changed for me. And I, I dabbled in uh, I dabbled in, a, in an iPod. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> so you can look look forward to that. So. So as I mentioned, there was no opener for this show. So it was just an evening with Motley Crue. So set list, Shout at the Devil, Too Fast for Love, 10 Seconds to Love, Red Hot, On with the Show, I'll stop Too you Young right to there. Fall in Love. Yeah. On with the show. That's <laughs> deep. It's deep. Very you got, deep. You've got a great set list. I, yeah. Go, <laughs> sorry to interrupt. But no, I'll, no. I just saw that On with the Show and I was like, amazing that was was one of my favorites off too fast for love (laughs) too young to fall in love looks that kill louder than hell live wire girls 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 wild side don't go away mad just go away primal scream glitter slash without you home sweet home dr feel good same old situation if i die tomorrow sick love song and close the regular set with Kickstart My Heart, and then Encore, Helter Skelter, and Arnicky, Arnicky, Anarchy <laughs> in the UK. So Breakdown is, yeah, is interesting. Too Fast for Love, three songs. Shout Out the Devil, six songs. Theater of Pain and Girls, 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 two songs each. Dr. Feelgood, four songs. The Greatest Hits, two songs. And then Zero from the self-titled generation swine new tattoo and then two of the two new songs from red white and crew compilation and then i'm saying it's medley of glitter and without you uh so did they go back to back ballads so it was yeah it wasn't the full songs i think they played glitter you know half of glitter and then they went into without you and and played half of that as well so it was it was all kind of a it was kind of a medley so but interesting, I just looking at the set, look at how, I mean, the, out of the first seven songs, five of them are from Shout. That's what they came for, man. <laughs> Which is what they came for, right? <laughs> and then the two songs from uh, Girls, Girls, Girls were back to back in the middle of the set. They seem to do that nowadays. They play those songs kind of back to back for whatever reason. And... And then you've got Dr. Feelgood songs kind of towards the end of the, you know, the last, I don't know, last uh, third of the show. Kind of interesting. I like that, though. You know, like yeah. if you're, you know, going through the eras, you know, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. What do you because, think of, what do you think ahead. of encoring the Latin, the two cover songs? Why not, man? They rock them. You know? They, I mean, Helter Skelter's amazing live yeah and, and I'm, I'm not a, a good job on anarchy he you know what he actually does i'm not a huge fan of that song i mean megadeth covered it 
right? On uh, so far, so good. Yeah, because I was just listening to that today when I was reviewing stuff, and I was like, Vince, Vince got a little snarl to him on this. He one. does. That you're absolutely right. They they have that that punk. Well, I guess you go back to the first album, maybe that you know, there's a little bit of punk uh, feel on that album. But you're right. He he actually does a very, a pretty good job on the vocal. You know, I mean that's 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 not a that's not an easy easy vocal to probably try to copy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, so you're right. You're you're absolutely right. He does a he does a good job with it. So yeah, this thing, this Carnival of Sins tour that it turned into, it, it was kind of a circus theme. So it's kind of yeah, looked yeah. like a big a big DVD, top. You seen that? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's... I think it was on like Axis. So I recorded it. And, yeah. Uh, Yep. It looks like That's, fun. Yeah, it was a blast. Yeah. And yeah. the drum gimmick, you know, everyone's always waiting. What What's Tommy Lee going to do, right? Because he, he's created this <laughs> this aura of this drum solo thing. So, you know, they hoisted him up, you know, Gene Simmons style, up to the up to the lighting rig area. But they had drum sets set up up there. So they lifted him up and he landed on a platform and played on one and then they lifted him up again and moved him over to the other side and he's playing percussion you know on these on these two drum sets so it was cool but it's not as cool as some of the stuff that you know the roller coaster yeah yeah. you know i mean all that stuff i mean it was again it was cool but i think some of those other ones are were better and then i i remember craig being blown away by mick and I know he he had his health issues at that point, you yeah. know, so he couldn't move, but he could fucking play. And, and as, as as the years go on, man, that that dude's like, it's amazing. He's yeah, I don't, he's he's a driving force in that. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable how how good even though, yeah even though he looks it, he just can barely walk. You know, from he yeah. doesn't move a lot, but still. You know, it doesn't impact his fingers, so he can. He's a rocker, man. It's still shred. It's, uh, it's, it's amazing. So yeah, that was that was definitely, yeah. I mean, I was I was ecstatic. We were on the, I want to say it was GA on the floor. I guess I guess I'm not remembering that for sure, but I, I feel like it was GA on the floor in there. We were on the floor, so good times and yeah i yeah. think I, like i said i think it was matt's first time seeing him and wasn't our last <laughs> time yeah, seeing yeah. him so good it stuff was, yeah it's not it's for a show like that it's kind of nice that it's just the night featuring them yeah you yeah. know so, and i mean uh, they were they were selling the reunion you know so they didn't need <laughs> they didn't really need another band I don't think yeah. um, playing with them, considering it uh, I know I been six I years. I mentioned it earlier, but but Tommy rocks, man. Jeez, yeah. If you can find, if you go to a show and you can fixate on a good animated drummer, there's nothing better than watching a drummer. I know <laughs> a drummer go. <laughs> yeah, like that. he's just yeah. yeah. He that, <laughs> that that was a big takeaway from my first one. Was just like yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. So no, it was it was an awesome, awesome show. And again, yeah, they were still, I mean, what's that, 17 years ago? So, you know, they, they were into it and yeah, Vince sounded still sounded pretty good. And yeah, overall it was great. Great show. 
So let's move on to the band on the bill spotlight. So as I mentioned, the Red, White and Crew compilation was released right before this tour. And as I've done on previous episodes, I like looking at the compilations that these bands put out and kind of question some of the stuff maybe they put on there and and try to come up with my own version of that. So that's what Craig and I are going to do. So this this 38 song compilation is interesting because I I don't even know what uh I think it was released on I don't even know what record uh, company, but I don't it's not streaming. <laughs> I, I don't think oh. you can stream this. And so anyway, it was kind of a I don't know if they released it kind of themselves or or what but it uh it was kind of an interesting compilation so i thought you know what let's take a look at this thing and and say maybe what we'd keep and what we'd replace and try to stick with the same number of songs so looking at side one so side one of this thing has live wire piece of your action toast of the town too fast for love black widow Looks That Kill, Too Young to Fall in Love, a remix, Helter Skelter, Shout at the Devil, Smoking in the Boys Room, Use It or Lose It, Girls, 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 Wild Side, You're All I Need, All in the Name of, Kickstart My Heart, Without You, Don't Go Away Mad, Just Go Away, Same Old Situation, and Ends with Dr. Feel Good. So Craig, I don't know how you did this. Did you go album by album and kind of say, hey, I'd take, you know, off of the first album, this is what I'd do? Or how did yep, you approach that's, it? That's how it played out. <laughs> Good. That's that's <laughs> what I did, too. So why don't we take those first, uh, what is it? I mean, up to uh, Black Widow, which I guess was kind of an unreleased song maybe from that album. But what would you do with those, with the songs off of Too Fast for Love? Too Fast for Love? I... Uh... I added one too. Um, so I went Livewire. I think, I think off that first album, that's their fully realized song, and it's it's still like a classic song. I mean, that video way back when. I mean, <laughs> n- no budget, but it was still like super. <laughs> you know, they tried to do the slow mo. <laughs> yeah, 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 and set they set uh, what Nikki Six on fire. I think. Yeah, right? I think so. Yeah, and then I had a piece of your action. Uh, public enemy number one instead of Ooh. toast of the town okay too, yeah. too too fast for love i put on there and then take me to the top which i really like the drumming in there and then i added on with the show just because nice I'm nice okay so you you got rid of black widow and toast of the town and toast of the town interesting interesting yeah okay so i did i did something similar to you i I approached it the same way so gotta keep live wire i mean you have to and i kept it in the opening slot of this thing um i added take me to the top love love that song um as well i kept a piece of your action in there as well just i mean that that riff is so so good got to keep it but i i actually kept uh i kept toast of the town i i dig that tune and yeah they were completely d d 
DIY when they started, man, and they sold yeah. a bunch. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that was their whole. Yeah, they did everything, everything themselves, and they yeah they sold a lot of records. And then I put uh, uh, "Stick to Your Guns" on there. That was like the the single, right? It was yeah. Well, yeah, and it's interesting because there are a couple different versions. You know, you go you go out to Wikipedia, and I think they they show there's like a couple different versions of what was actually released on Elektra, and then maybe what was their version, right? When they were kind of doing it them themselves. So anyway, yeah. so I yeah, so I got rid of that Black Widow song. I didn't do anything for me. I mean, it's interesting to hear it, but I don't yeah. know. It was just kind of a you know a unreleased song that oh well. Yeah, didn't uh, didn't do a ton for me. So so after I got shout, I had to have Too Fast for Love once I was once I was aware it existed, and I found it at there was that little record store off call or off uh, Locust. It was a little yellow house. Well, that was Soundwaves, wasn't it? That that could have been. I think that was I the paid. original Soundwaves. Yeah, I paid yeah. in coins. <laughs> I stacked them quarters up. Nice. I don't know, it was probably like seven ninety nine. And that person was like, you got to be kidding me. This kid there's, wants this really bad. Craig just, yeah, <laughs> stacking them up. Here's my quarters. Here's my oh dimes. My Here's my nickels. Because, you know, <laughs> before the internet, you had no idea what it even sounded like. You were just no. like, oh, there's, a, right. there's an album before this. I got to have it. I got to have it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So what do you, what do, you do with the shout? songs that they included on here i go hard on shout <laughs> i think i left out what i leave out uh god bless the children of the beast and uh the intro so i go uh i just go shout looks at killed bastard helter skelter too young to fall in love knock him dead kid 10 seconds to love red hots in there somewhere and then i even put danger on there Oh wow, yeah, you went. Uh... Yeah, it's my favorite string of songs that they have. You went heavy. Yeah, so it's kind of like getting <laughs> shot at the devil. <laughs> so your greatest hits compilation. So I kept shot at the devil, kept looks that kill, kept too young to fall in love. I mean, those were the singles or videos or else that, that, that actually used to be my favorite just the yeah yeah oh yeah that yeah great groove to it great video and, too uh, and then i added knock em dead kid and 10 seconds to love actually but i removed helter skelter and my uh my reasoning is my compilation is not going to have any cover songs craig Oh, okay. I'm not. Yeah, they've got they've got enough material, original material, even though as good as that Helter Skelter is, and I'm not not taking anything away from it. It's just not going to make my compilation. No, that's that's fair. <laughs> so, that's uh, that's what I would go with with that one. Yeah. So now, I, I, what do you I thought? Like it closes with danger, and it's just that this is Hollywood. You know, yeah. that whole thing? Because that was yeah. the whole thing, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, Just yeah. Like, you know, because Van Halen was kind of winding down. And this kind Definitely. of brought LA back to life. Yeah, oh, yeah. As, you know. Oh, yeah. 
this is how you know that was kind of their thing is they were you know down at the whiskey and the rainbow or whatever all the time and that uh yeah that hollywood theme kind of stuck with them too yeah, yeah throughout their career I thought they, danger i thought that seemed like a good vocal range for vince you know like it just seemed like more natural for him yeah and I, I don't know i just yeah something i, I jotted down yeah very very cool very cool so how about theater of pain okay so this was my big letdown on in my music world <laughs> when it came out yeah oh, you're like, oh yeah what the hell? We, got, we bought it the first day and all looked at each other like that. <laughs> but you know i have smoking um home sweet home i think that's their ballad that's um that's a good song maybe lifted from home tonight off rocks ah yeah and the same thing same theme as beth you know kind of yeah yeah miss home um i put use it or lose it uh keep your eye on the money and raise your hands to rock which i said was kind of like their kind of reminded me of shooting star by bad company there you go yeah you know kind of johnny was a you know yeah right well, and then that, right. doesn't that chorus yeah, that that kind of reminded me of I want to rock that there are a lot of rocks in that rock 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 yeah so very and that one was like the first time I think they busted out an acoustic on it to the beginning oh there you go yeah yeah, yeah right right so, so that I I filled up side one with just three albums going going through through theater yeah gotcha yeah. okay so staying with my my theme I, I did not include Smoking in the Boys' Room, obviously, even though it was a hit, but it's a cover. So, Louder Than Hell, I added. And then Home Sweet Home, Craig, what's weird about this is that they included the 91 remix on this compilation originally. But I, I would oh, okay. add, I would get rid of that and I'd put the original. Yeah, that's that was my thing. <laughs> Which is what you would do, too, yeah. And then I, I included Tonight We Need a Lover. We off of theater Night. that's a jam it's a jam i i thought that riff was cool i like the backing vocals that was probably the first one off, like the closest one to getting on my that list didn't, that didn't yeah. make it yeah yeah and then uh yeah and then i i removed use it or lose it so i just had three songs from theater on there and i'm still on side one <laughs> but that's fine that's fine i actually yeah i i i stayed true to this compilation so i went through dr feelgood on side one and then moved on from from there but all right so moving on to girls what do you think yeah i mean like i said earlier you know i was hanging out with wilman a lot and he just played that <laughs> you know he just it didn't come out so you know how tapered tape players were just started over um <laughs> i always thought wild side was one of their stronger jams um and so i also put all in the name bad boy boogie something for nothing and that's it i the song the title track never did anything for me yeah girl, interesting. Girl, girl. yeah and yeah that's yeah that's interesting because yeah i mean when theater came out and they they came out with smoking in the boys room even though that video was funny i was i didn't know what to do with it 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, it, it was it's not a bad cover. They 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 did a, a decent job with it, but I didn't know what to do with that song. And then Home Sweet Home was awesome, but yeah, the rest of that album I was not familiar with until much much later. Same thing with Girls Girls Girls. So that song comes out. I yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I mean, it, it comes across well live. Yeah, it's they're kind of their dude looks like a lady. <laughs> kind of, exactly. You know? Exactly. But Wild Side being the second single is is a much much better song. Yeah, <laughs> so that's a jam. It's a jam. And so, but I'd keep Girls 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 and and Wild Side. And I was going I kept You're All I Need. And that is a dark dark song. If you've listened to the lyrics, right? Yeah. Talking about killing killing a girl or whatever because he and what killing her and then keeping her in a closet or what something dark <laughs> something <What>? dark <laughs> and but guess what i did here i kind of cheated craig so i took nona and Nona's i put it jam. i put it at the beginning of you're all i need so that's one track for me and Nona i just did splash. that as a yeah don't nona slash you're all i need I, th- I, I think like, that Nona I've always is, liked Nona, man. I love it too. I wish there was more. <laughs> You know, there's but, an instrumental. There's an instrumental of it on, I think, a remastered version of Girls. But I wish there was more of a like a ver actual verse and you know, and yeah. a chorus of that song. But anyway, but Wildside gave like they gave me hope because yeah. after theater, I was like, okay, all right, yeah. that, that sounds like the crew I know, kind of. Yeah, you know, yeah, Wildside's a yeah, it's a jam. And then, so then I removed all in the name of. So I just had, I guess, the three songs: "Girls, Girls, Girls," "Wild Side," and then my, my cheating of combining those two uh, mellower songs. And dock you a songwriter. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> throw a flag. <laughs> I don't think Matt would allow. It. I'm gonna call. He Matt. probably would. He probably would not allow it. He's yeah. like he's like the referee in, in New York. <laughs> I'm gonna get Matt on the horn. Okay, he's uh, gonna allow it. All right, it. he's moving, gonna allow it. Moving on to feel good, Craig. There's a lot of hits so, on here. Yeah, so like, um, 
I didn't own it, but going back and listening to it, you know, I got kickstart, of course. And I thought, don't go away mad. I thought that was pretty catchy, you know, even though it was kind of different for them. Uh, same old situation. And uh, Dr. Feelgood. Those are there my songs. There. And yeah. those are probably like their hits, but I think they're all pretty <laughs> solid. Yeah, they're, I mean that's the they're the they're the stronger songs on there. Um, and same old situation. They, 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 I, I was watching a live show of theirs, and it just kind of I was like, okay, that that fits with what they do. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so Kickstart, I'm keeping. Without you, I love that. Actually, I love that song. I, you know, I love the kind of the flangy effect on his voice throughout it. it's kind of trippy a little bit so anyway I, i've always liked that song don't go away mad just go away i'm keeping but i'm i'm dumping same old situation are you i don't know that girls will be girls but he, he sounds kind of whiny <laughs> that song i same old same old situation just kind of happy you know i don't know it it never did anything for me and then i'm closing my my side one with Doctor Feelgood, the uh, and that, that's that's pretty good cut. jam too. Yeah, it is a jam. I can still remember. Gosh, Craig, I remember seeing that video for the first time, like the world premiere, yeah. <laughs> right? Because it was in a it was in like a circus tent or something that they yeah, were yeah. playing in or whatever. But I, I can picture like seeing that uh, premiere video of that song. So, with that said, here's side two of the Red, White, and Crew compilation. Anarchy in the UK, Primal Scream, Home Sweet Home 91 Remix, Hooligans Holiday, Brown Nose Edit, Misunderstood, Successful Format Version, Planet Boom, Bittersweet, Afraid, Alternative Rave Mix, Beauty, Generation Swine, Bitter Pill, Enslaved, Hell on High Heels, New Tattoo, Single Version, If I Die Tomorrow, Sick Love Song, Street Fighting Man, and ends with I'm a Liar, which is a Japanese bonus track. All right, so now things get interesting, Craig, because we move on to yeah, kind of I mean, post-feel-good era. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I'm not even probably going to be able to match albums, but I have my songs. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. You're good. Okay. So I got Anarchy. I thought they did it justice. Yep. And Pr- Primal Scream, which you mentioned that it sounds like Still of the Night. Now I can't unhear it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and I, that's funny. And I thought that like the first time I think I heard it. I thought just that. Yeah, it's got that feel, dude. It's got that feel. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I grabbed one from the Karabi album. I think it "Welcome to the Numb." I oh, it, nice! Yeah, I thought the I thought the music sounded a lot. You know, it sounded like a Motley Crue song because some of the album doesn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then let me see what album is. Uh, a, I did a Afraid off of. Oh, that's on Generation Swine, right? Yeah, and that one kind of reminded me of Industrial Cheap Trick, kind of like. Interesting, Melod- yeah. Melodic, but it has that industrial groove to it. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody out there, I just thought was a fun punk rock kind of song. I I threw Shout back on there because... Uh, <laughs> shout 94. You know, 
I, I was excited when that came out in 97 because I was like, you know, it, it had a different mix and, you know, oh, yeah. everybody's better at what they do. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Generation Swine I put on there. I thought it sounded like a good crew song. And then uh, She Needs Rock and Roll, kind of cliche, but it felt like the crew with the subject matter and feel. And Fake, I thought that was a pretty cool song. Yep. And I ended it with Sick Love Song. Um, I said it's, it sounds like it could be on Dr. Feelgood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the new songs. One of the two yeah, new yeah. songs they recorded yep. for this thing. And they played them both on the on the tour, which was interesting. Nice, Craig. I liked it. You went you went deep. You went deep on some of that deeper stuff. Her crew. Yeah. Newer in quotes, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. So my my side, too. So, again, I got rid of Anarchy because I'm not taking any covers <laughs> on my... <laughs> on my album but so primal scream and rock and roll junkie which was that song off of the adventures of ford fairlane the dice andrew dice clay's movie cool jam yeah that's a cool i think that sounds like gnr to me um okay. kind of the bass bass intro and the riff and there's some hey hey hey's in there cool song overall and I mentioned removing that '91 version of "Home Sweet Home." I get that thing out of there. I don't know why they <laughs> why they did that. And then Angela, which was off of that Decade of Decadence album, which was a greatest hits. But this was Angela sounds like a song right off of Feel Good as well. I mean, it just sounds yeah. Yeah, just yeah. the sound of it. But one of the coolest intros, the riff. He's, there's a whistle in there from Vince, I would assume. There's a cowbell hit, some cool bass. Vince doing his ooh, yeahs, wows, and gives a great uh right before the thing <laughs> kicks in. But I, yeah, I've always just loved that song. Very melodic um, song. And then the Karabi album. So Hooligans Holiday, I left in there. That's That was kind of the the video, you know, f- yeah, uh, yeah. from that album. The song Misunderstood was on there. I kept that. Poison Apples was off of there. That kind of gave me an Aerosmith vibe, actually, yeah. to it a little bit, which was, which was cool. And then Smoke the Sky which is an upbeat rocker off of that album. And Karabi just sounded awesome on there. So actually, I put four songs off of that Karabi album. And then, I don't know, did you listen to those, like, Planet Boom and Bittersweet, those two songs? Did you? I listened to them all. Yeah, those things. So Planet Boom was off of some, well, both of those two songs were off of an EP that came out, like, 95. Tommy Lee wrote that planet boom song and it just yeah, sounded yeah, like yeah. a yeah it was kind of hip-hoppy he, or, or yeah, whatever he's kind of got that techno lean yes definitely and then bittersweet i thought was cool that was mick mars and it was just him doing a lot of bluesy 
I mean, it was cool, but it doesn't fit on a, <laughs> I don't think it fits on a compilation. So I axed both of those songs off of there. I put Afraid on there. I, when you said that, that industrial cheap trick, Craig, I, I was thinking industrial, but melodic, but grabbing cheap trick, perfect. Actually, I, I, said, uh, I said collective soul. I almost thought it had kind of a collective soul yeah, yeah, melodic yeah. feel to it a little bit too. So, and then Wash, uh, which is off of Generation Swine, I thought was a cool song. I got rid of Beauty, which was on there. And then the title cut, I'm with you. That's a cool song. Generation Swine. Yeah, yeah. Very, very cool. And then let's see. And then Bitter Pill and Enslaved came off of the greatest hits from 98 those were new songs i remember both of those songs being on the radio too craig yeah I, 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 I listened to the radio quite a bit like in the mid to late 90s prior to having a little device in my hand that had every song that i owned <laughs> on it so but loved actually both of those especially enslaved enslaved has a great pre-chorus so be sure where the tempo change and just the melody of what he's singing is so so good so actually i yeah i kept both of those songs and then new tattoo hell on high wheels which i mentioned uh i think earlier great riff Cool harmonies in the chorus. New tattoos, just a cool acoustic song, and then Hollywood ending. Hollywood, there you go. Another you uh, go. mention of Hollywood. Again, cool, cool kind of acoustic-based song, and uh, so three off of that new tattoo album. And then I kept the two new songs, the "If I Die Tomorrow" and "Sick Love Song," just because they played them on that tour. And they're they're two. It's interesting. It's a good representation of Motley Crue in '05, I think. If I Die yeah. Tomorrow is kind of mid-tempo, and then the sick love song that you included, you know, upbeat, um, cool cool riff to that song. And then I got rid of Street Fighting Man, because <laughs> yeah. not using not using any covers. And then I kept that, I know I included that bonus track, that I'm a Liar, That's the Truth song, which was a Japanese bonus track, but I would... I would keep that song on there as well. So yeah, if you're taking on the stones, you got to bring your A game, man. You got <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But you know, and it's funny. I can't remember what episode I did this a similar thing like this too. But I used Metalworks, which is that Judas Priest two CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and it's 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 funny because in the liner notes of Metalworks, it says this is not a best of. And it's not a greatest hits. You know, it's a track listing put together by the band to commemorate oh, cool. the, you know, that type of thing. So that's kind of what we did here. You know, we. So at what point chose... did that come out in their career? That came out, I've got it right here, actually. In the 90, 70s? 93. Oh. 93. So, so it's it two CDs. like their whole catalog? It go, yeah, all the way through, uh, what is that? Painkiller, probably. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's, and like I said, yeah, it's not a greatest hits. 
you know, it's uh, it's got some of the hits on it, but it's not a full blown right. It's not taking all the singles and all the videos yeah, and. It's got some interesting stuff, and I, I feel like that's kind of what we did here. You know, you were grabbing songs that, uh, you know, that you, that you remembered and you were you were a fan of. So, I think uh, I think both of ours are probably better when, than what they did. But let's let the listeners choose, Craig. I'll throw this out on Facebook, and we'll see who like who likes whose list better. <laughs> you got a lot of crew fans out there. There's there's crew fans out there. It'll be yeah that that'll be interesting. That'll They're be fun interesting. Man. They are, they are. And you know, going back to what you were saying, real quick, when you went out to buy theater and you guys were like, "What the hell?" So look at their five albums, their five first albums, right? Too fast for love. They've got kind of a punk, almost a punky look to them, right? In that live wire yeah. video, kind of learning to write songs. And then they go to shout and they are all leathered up and makeup and right all that stuff so they've got a different look there theater of pain they are they're all glammed out all bright colors and everything girls 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 they're back to jeans and leather jackets denim and leather denim and leather right that's alley and then dr feel good i guess i'm trying to that's maybe the only one I can't maybe pinpoint what what their look was, but it it seemed from album to album to album they kind of they kind of changed, you know, yeah, yeah. which is interesting, bouncing kind of from album to album versus you know Poison looked the same, yeah, <laughs> for for three albums almost in a row. So you could probably thank Theater of Pain for that. <laughs> it's you're right. I mean that the timing of that theater of pain i mean kiss kiss on asylum Asylum, all color right all bright colors and <laughs> i think that came out out after theater so i think everybody was knows, kind of and we all know suit. what ozzy looked like during ultimate sin <laughs> and you know firsthand because you went to be- the show he was bedazzled out <laughs> <laughs> you saw it firsthand at the civic the hair, uh, even ozzy got into the hairspray oh good stuff good stuff i think i yeah that randy castillo played on i think uh was yeah yeah i think he did didn't he yeah Yeah, i think he did yeah so now on to a slam fest tip of the week so again i mentioned you know we don't have the songs that we listen to unfortunately but pre-gaming in the hotel and then in the parking lot and the snowstorm which was fun but what's funny is these shows and andy always makes fun of me about my memory but it's like i think about the show and i think about the what was going on kind of at that time and <laughs> so i had i remember playing a song off of the second Badlands album. I know that seems weird, but I think I remembered like just acquiring Voodoo Highway was the name of the album. Uh-huh. And then, you know, then Matt's favorite TKO, Craig. Ooh. TKO had another album after that in your face album that that we we talked so much about. And it was called Below the Belt. And I remember acquiring that and I pulled that out. I, those are the only two things that I just based on timing, right? Of when I, when I acquired those uh, those albums, and then as I mentioned, the next episode, technology changes, man. 
and yeah. Slam Fest was never the same in a good way. Because yeah. we had we had access to thirty thousand songs or whatever. It was crazy. It was crazy. For yeah, sure. if you haven't if you haven't checked out TKO in your face. <laughs> what was a, that? Eighty one, eighty two. Actually, I think it was. I think was it a it little later? later? Yeah, I think but they were out of Seattle, 80, so they, yeah, you yeah. know, kind of like. Um, gosh, what's that other band out of Seattle that? Queensrÿch. Them, but also, uh, who had Beyond Metal Church? Oh, Metal Church. There you go. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so stay tuned for a technology change on the next episode. Was the old school iPod the first one? Well, it, um, no. So there was another version before that that you'll hear all about next week. So. Is, a, is an icon. The old, the old school iPod. It is no, no artwork, <laughs> just song. <laughs> yep, it's just song, and the time elapsed, right? The little, the little and time, the, <laughs> and the subcategories on that thing. Oh yeah, that's the genres. Oh yeah, yeah, fantastic. Uh, Matt did his, <laughs> Matt did some work. He did, he did. So let's close this episode out with a which side are you on? So obviously sticking with Motley Crue, since there wasn't anybody else on the bill, let's go all the way back to the beginning. Motley Crue, Too Fast for Love, released November 10th, 1982, produced by Motley Crue, charted at number 77 and is certified platinum. So obviously, Craig, we chose some of these songs to be included on our compilation, but what, uh, you know, side one, maybe some highlights and then we'll move on to side two so side yeah. one. well like i said earlier i thought uh i thought livewire was you know a fully realized song like it's still a great song um come on and dance uh always like public enemy number one i'm a big fan of merry-go-round even though it's you know it's simplistic kind of but just the way they groove it and kind of yeah. bring it up and bring it down a little bit and take me to the top is kind of like a red hot for me like great drums you know yeah. red red hot's great because of the drums i think yep uh, yep absolutely so yeah again livewire seems like it's the best produced song on the album yeah. Yeah. you know what i mean it's like they put extra extra time and yeah. money into it yeah that that was the that was the hit come on and dance i mean I, I'll say this kind of about side one, maybe more than side two. Easy on the cowbell. Stop, Bruce. I'm sorry. Could you come back in there, please? Fellas. No, we we just wasted two good tracks. This last one was even better than the first. Well, it's just that I find Gene's cowbell playing distracted. I don't know. If I'm the only one, I'll shut up. No, it's pretty rough. <laughs> There's no way, too much. There's too much cowbell, man. There's never too much cowbell. Too. <laughs> I think there's too much cowbell on. Oh, there's a lot one. of cowbell on. There. Oh my God, it's it's almost annoying to the point of it being <laughs> annoying on on Come On and Dance. Public Enemy Number One's a cool song, but we don't need more cowbell. <laughs> it's almost it's almost gave me a 
headache. I like I wasn't I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't follow it. Uh, Merry Go Go Rounds. That's an interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting song. Pretty repetitive. Again, they were they were finding their way. Take Me to the Top though is awesome. Love the uh, love that pick slide slash kind of harmonic thing that they you know thing that they do and he great scream at the kind of at the end of the uh, the chorus throughout that so so uh i think it starts and ends well and too much cowbell in the middle (laughs) of of side one but so how about side two craig side two i've always liked a piece of your action that sounds crewish to me starry eyes I, I kind of like my my brother. He plays with these dudes down in Phoenix, and they do a sweet cover of it. But it, it's fun. But uh, it wasn't one of my favorites off this. Uh, Too fast for love is pretty good. I always liked on with the show. Um, and stick to your guns. You know that's that's pretty raw. Um, yeah, yeah. Kind of like definitely. Okay, these are our first two songs. Let's get them out there. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So yeah, piece of your action, love. I mean, that's. I mean, if somebody didn't know anything about Molly Crew, I might play that song for them. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah that's that it. that thing, it just is badass. And I, I've always loved Starry Eyes. I, I, you, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know what it, it is exactly. My, Starry yeah, Eyes. Yeah, my brother's and, the same way. He he loves it. I don't know that underlying riff during the right. chorus oh. is cool. Yeah, and then when it kind of breaks, you know, it's pretty cool. great. Great soloing during the outro too, and the, some underlying OOS kind of throughout that cool stuff. Too fast for love. Love the riff. I'm not crazy about those opening. His oh knows, oh no, <laughs> whatever. That something about that doesn't. It kind of rubs me the wrong way, but I love the I love everything else about the song except for that. On with the show, we talked about fantastic song, and then stick to your guns. Yeah, very cool. Like the pre-chorus, that "Hey man, look at me, I'm screaming." Part, you know, are are you watching me bleed? Are you believing? Just the melody of that is is very very cool. So Mike Mike has said did not have stick to your guns. Yeah, I know, right. I, yeah, I kind of I, I squeezed it on there to make it a make it an even five five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Battle. So, what do you think? Side one or side two? I'm going side one. Um, I think Ooh. Livewire is one of their strongest songs ever, and to leave that off, I and yeah. um, and and take me to the top. I think is probably this, in my opinion, my second favorite off there. Um, I think it's jam. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, I'm going with side two. Good. Too much, too much cowbell on side one. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I just did. I don't think there's a. I don't think there's a stinker on side two. I like. I like the whole, pretty much the whole side. And uh, come on and dance, and and the the cowbell on side one, bring it down for me. So, I do like oh. Mary Brown quite a bit. So. That, yeah, that helps play. push it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So yeah, so Craig goes with side one, and I went with side two of Motley Crue's debut album, Too Fast for Love. All right, Craig, we did it. Nice job, buddy. That was fun, man. That was. I'm fun. looking forward. I'm looking forward to hearing the edits. <laughs> That's always my favorite part. There will be edits. 
Yes, there is a role there. I always like hearing what's in the background of our discussions. <laughs> Did anyone see Motley Crue on the Red, White, and Crew Better Live Than Dead? Carnival of Sins reunion tour in 2005, 2006? If so, when and where and what were your thoughts, memories, and stories from that show? How would you change the Motley Crue Red, White, and Crew compilation, which was released in 2005? And last but not least, what are your thoughts on Motley Crue's debut studio album, Too Fast for Love, from 1981? Side one or side two? Let us know your thoughts by emailing us at slamfestpodcast at gmail.com or request to join our private Facebook page at Slamfest Podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time. (laughs) 